Is what I'm mystical. Guys, we need to start remembering to do intros. It's season two. You're pros now. Gotta... Yeah, let's <laughs> do an intro. You can't okay. have the, the producer jumping in and be like, can you pretend that you started the episode even though you started it? <laughs> yes, ago? we can. Anything goes. Anything goes. <laughs> All right. You ready? Do it. Hello, friends. Welcome back. Season two. We have missed you. We've missed being in your ears. We've missed the chance to connect. And we are just so, so, so happy to be back in your feed. Welcome to season two. Officially, welcome to Pushing Past Polite, where we talk about what matters and make the world more just. I'm Corey. And I'm Laura. Again, so thankful that you're here. Really grateful. So wanted to start today by checking in. I know you and I have seen each other certainly in between in the season break, but it's been a lot of work, a lot of kid stuff, illness. This spring has been like super bug central, I feel like for so many people. I've had two more crawfish boils. Uh, clearly I'm missing crustacean news. Um, <laughs> so much happening. Um, Hi, I'm so glad to see you again. I know. I'm so happy to I see, see you. I see like little bits here and there. We've had a crazy couple of weeks, each of us personally, just life and vacations and kids. And Did your birthday happen at the end of the last season? That's a great question. We released May 4th and my birthday was May 6th. So yeah, technically, no, we didn't cover birthday. Hmm. Um, birthday this year was super understated. <laughs> Not surprising. This is very on brand for me. Um, I think it's that proximity to Mother's Day and my birthday that kind of gets me, um, where it's like, oh, we just did something, right? It kind of feels strange. Um, also, too, I have had a kid or, a, or myself or my husband has been sick since April 15th. I kid you not. I went away on my mama's weekend that was so much fun. We talked about April 15th. I got a call from the doctor that first day from my husband that they were at the doctor. And every weekend since somebody has had something, it's been a like gnarly year for strep and germs and all the things. And we normally don't get sick. So we're just really bad sick people. We're pretty pitiful. <laughs> Cause we're not used to it. I mean, we are like eat your fruits and veggies, ugh. salt to the earth kind of people don't get sick and we're down. We're just down. So in fact, I have a kid in the other room right now, snoring and sleeping it off at 10 30 AM, which is very unlike her. So all that to say birthday was pretty uneventful, but I want to talk about your birthday. Well, we have a similar thing because my birthday has proximity some of the time to Father's Day. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so this year in particular, my birthday was on like a Wednesday, the Wednesday before Father's Day. And so we did a slew of things that were about me and my husband because Love it. of that same proximity. So I actually worked on my birthday. Feels right. And it, yeah, and I was up in Philadelphia with... Uh, a very, very dear friend of mine, and we co-facilitated our final session of the year for City Year Philadelphia. And that group is spectacular. They're so kind. They had flowers for me and a card. Oh, and how thoughtful. They, yeah. And they have this television when you walk into the space and it's like, welcome, happy birthday, Corey. And it was just Aww. very, very sweet. So that was nice. And I came home the day before, two days before I had gone to the grocery store and bought all the foods that I wanted to eat. 
And so I just told my husband, look, these are this is your job. Your job is to prepare the food, get me a card, get me some flowers. That's what I want. And so I like um, how you asked for what you wanted. You know, I often can do this dance around like, oh, I don't know. Well, what do you think? And I don't want to be too demanding. I like not that you were demanding. I like that you were specific about what you wanted. Yes, because Mother's Day was um, underwhelming and he felt bad about it. And and so I was trying to kind of bridge the gap a little bit. You know, yep. I know that he, that we both have a lot going on. So let me just say out loud the things and then it reduces the mystery. Right. Yes. Well, and you didn't um, you didn't stay bitter about it and you didn't build that bitterness into, well, whatever. Right. You said, let's fix this. And I really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. So we had apparently this is like a food. These are foods that I actually really enjoy because I was looking at my Instagram and I had a very similar birthday dinner like eight years ago. <laughs> When it is my turn, this is what I will consume. This is what I will consume. Uh, so he he did. The dinner was delicious. Um, he didn't get the flowers or the card. But the next morning, I woke up to cash money in my purse. And mm -hmm. so that was fine by me. That will also and I was work. That will also work. And so <laughs> I was going to go get my hair cut and stuff anyway. So I was like, oh, perfect. I can take this money to do that. I don't have to do that. So... That was great. And then the next day, we went back up to Philly because I received an award from City Year. And then we they like you. saw... They what was on me. the TV? Yeah. What was on the TV? What did it oh, say when you no, walked in this time? We were, we were at a, a different space because it was oh, also man. their graduation. Got it. And so it was like a whole ceremony and it was very sweet. And they the energy with that group is just... Uh, palatable and dynamic and loving and open. It's such a wonderful space to be in. And so we left there and um, we just kind of explored Philly a little bit. And then we went to see Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel. Oh and my goodness. It was incredible. So the backstory here is probably 10 years ago, I had gotten tickets for my husband's birthday. And um, he was in Louisiana right up before the concert and was unable to get back. And so he didn't come with me to the show. I took a girlfriend of mine and said, and it was at Nat Stadium. Gavin DeGraw opened. Oh, um, it was fun. He was awesome. He was all in the audience. And it was a billion degrees outside because it was July in D.C. And, and to then, clarify, this is he being Billy Joel, right? No, Gavin DeGraw. He was awesome. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Okay. But this was a Billy yeah, Joel yeah. concert? This was a Billy Joel concert. Gavin DeGraw opened, and and he was, like, all in the audience, like, really a great opener, hyping up the crowd, you know, like, getting everyone excited. And then Billy Joel came out, and it was just, like, magnificent, you know? And now this is 10 years ago, so he was 10 years younger. So I said to my husband, like, hey, when are we redoing this? Because... Yeah. We had planned to do this. Um, our song is She Has a Way. And mm -hmm. um, I was like, we have to like do this. And we're all just getting older, including Billy Joel. But yeah. at some point, he's not going to be touring anymore. And I don't want to be upset with you in 10 years because it's been 20 years since you ditched me on, <laughs> on your birthday present. And be upset with you in a way that you cannot fix. In a way you can't fix. So you let's just do it. this. Yes. And you're going to, this is for you too. You're going to love this. So uh, he's touring. So he was actually going to be closer to our home in Baltimore, but Stevie Nicks wasn't opening for him in Baltimore. So that's how he ended up in Philadelphia. 
And um, she was spectacular. We had floor seats. Oh, man. Uh, so we had, fun. yeah, a amazing view. We weren't like in the center. We were a little off to the side, which was actually better because we didn't have a sea of people to look over, mm. you know? Yep. Um, we were in this, the second row of the side and the people who were sitting around us, in front of us directly, next to us, I think they were there for Stevie Nicks. Hmm. Because when her set ended and, and Billy Joel's set started, they left. Yeah, because they're of a certain age and they want to go home to sleep. No, but they were like, they were like our age. They, okay. they weren't much older than us. So, but I think they were there for Stevie Nicks. So anyway. Maybe the babysitter called and said, you got to come home right but it like, was like six people. It was like six people. Okay. So she performed. It was just like great vibe. She did a little tribute to Tom Petty. Oh, that's um, sweet. It was just like, you know, just great, you know, the whole half tan energy. Yeah. The whole stadium was just like vibing, you know? And then they, her set ended. There was like, you know, this transition period during that transition period. A couple got engaged. This oh. this woman proposed to her girlfriend, and it was just like everyone on that side of the stadium was watching. And so when it happened, the whole side erupted. Oh, that's so sweet, so sweet. I would never want a public engagement like that, but I would. It's so special when you get to witness somebody else. Yes, and I had been watching them the mm -hmm. whole night. I don't know what it was, but I had been watching them and. They were so all into each other. And the one who proposed, she kept getting up. And I was like, I wonder if she's not enjoying the show. Like, I wonder. I had, like, started creating the story in go. my mind, right? She was so anxious. Yeah, yeah. And I think she was kind of, like, connecting with people and checking out the space and, and stuff. And anyway, it was beautiful. I was, like, full tears. I love it. It was so beautiful. And then Billy Joel came out, and it was, like... It just added. Yes. Yeah, big fun. And he was just playful and joyful. And he's like, I don't have any new songs for you, so I'm just going to play my same old shit. <laughs> what you want here? Piano man? I got piano man yeah, for you. It was incredible. And so I'm pretty certain that he has just like two set lists that he goes with. And the second song that he starts, he's like, okay, you guys decide. You all decide. And we chose Vienna. And Vienna takes him down this other, the mm -hmm. set list, right? It's and a I choose think your own adventure be, book. Yes. And I mean, his band. Mm, best his ever. Best in the business. Singers, I'm sure. OMG. And all he just, he was spending time featuring them. At one point, one of his backup yeah. singers was singing an opera song. And Billy is playing, accompanying him. Do you, are you picking up what I'm putting down? The backup yeah. singer is yeah. performing this like beautiful operatic song. And he's and just Billy Joel's on the, the piano. He's just giving them the floor. That's incredible. The, another one of the backup singers who was on percussion, she was like crushing it. Like he was just giving, he was just giving them the floor. It was beautiful. And then it was over at like 1030. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we're old. We're out. We're in. We're out. <laughs> Listen, at 40, if I'm feeling like 1030 is old, can you imagine at 70 something for Billy? Mm. I give him. And he was props. commenting on it. He was commenting on it. You know, he's like, I didn't think I'd be up here in my 70s doing this. 
but he was having such a good time, you know? It's so he was, clear he loves what he does. Yes. And he's like, I'm not Mick Jagger. And then they started playing Mick, ja- uh, Mick Jagger songs. And he was up there, like, doing these little moves and stuff. Just being playful and adorable. It was awesome. I love and that. And my husband had an amazing time. I had an amazing time. We left there. We went to the casino that was nearby. We lost $200 in the slot machines. We got something. (laughs) I was hoping you were going to say you paid for the babysitter or something with that. But no. no. We lost $200 in in the slot machines. We ate something so that we would be able to wake up in the morning. uh, Got a lot of water. Got some food in our bodies. Got into a lift. Went back to the hotel. Went to bed. I love it. What yeah, an and then awesome we, It was awesome. We walked around experience. a little bit the next day, came home. The boys were both asleep. So we came home to like a quiet house. We were able to do some cleaning up and unpacking and things. And then they woke up. We played. We had a wonderful rest of the day. It was awesome. Oh, that's magic. That would never it happen. It was magic. Dogs, they would never like let me sneak back into the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a nice And so that was also just home. like, and then we went to my my uh, bestie brother's house. Um, my, my play brother, we went to his house for Father's Day and he we went to breakfast in Annapolis, but we got a later start. So we ended up being much later than I anticipated. And he had cooked all this food. So we ended up going back over there, eating at his house again, taking the boys to nap, going back to his house again, letting the boys get into the hot tub. He and my husband and the two boys were in the hot tub and me and his so wife were cute. just sitting and chilling. And um. Yeah, it was just awesome. It was an amazing five days. It's like I hear joy. I hear connection. I hear like togetherness. Like it just sounds wonderful. I'm so proud of you. It was fun. It was fun. I'm so proud of you. I uh, Mm -hmm. am hoping we got to kick the sickness like soon so we can have some of that because I'm really missing it. We're we're getting excited towards a, a family vacation this summer and I'm hoping for a lot of that energy. Yes. So, And I'm going to just put a plug in for you and your husband taking a night away at some point. We like absolutely that, want to. Yeah, and you need to. And if you want to do it up here and leave your kids with me, then do that. I'm just throwing it out there Thank you. because it was such a special, nice, you know, we were like just roaming around the city together. And you we were didn't you have again. to. You were you as we a couple just, again. Yeah, and it was just a really nice connection. And it was just one night. Like we weren't gone forever. We were gone for like 28 hours. 28 glorious hours mm-hmm. times 60 and we slept, minutes times and 60 we slept seconds. for seven of them <laughs> that's yeah no I'm, I'm singing rent in my head now about how many seconds we can convert that to just enjoy yeah. every last just one enjoy yeah it's wonderful yeah. yeah and then this weekend we were really ambitious we were planning to have a crawfish crawfish boil when we got back from philly but we didn't and so we're doing that this weekend. This is our last hurrah for the year. The season's basically over. It's like whatever's left is what's left. And so we're going to get 40 pounds and hang out this weekend. I feel like I need to look at the data on availability of, ch- of crawfish in your area. And I bet you there's been like a huge dip because of the Biagas fun you guys have had over the last. There's like all we, of a well, we, the supply of crawfish has mysteriously decreased. In the greater Baltimore area, what is going on? Well, we order we order them live from Louisiana. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's great. So that's we're doing our last one this weekend. All right. Well, the Bayou is probably fine. They, we won't worry about their supply then. Yes. Okay. Gosh, there's been so much happening in our time <laughs> off, and it's only been a few weeks. <laughs> what did you have for breakfast? 
Um, regular eggs, salad, hash browns. Salad. That's a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, I do a really simple salad, just like lettuce that's seasoned a little bit, olive oil and lemon juice still. It's impressive. Yeah. Because I told you my cholesterol. So I'm trying to like integrate in more greens and stuff. Like making a smoothie is fucking work. Yeah, it's true. Might as well. Might as well. I just got a blender. I'm doing the smoothie thing now. But fruit's expensive. So I'm probably going to stop pretty soon. Yeah, I would do. You're in Florida. Mm -hmm. Costco. Oh my God. It all comes back to Costco. Does it not? <laughs> no, but seriously, Costco and Trader Joe's are the two the two places to buy your frozen fruit. I'm gonna try your trick where I show up. I'm like, I I I'm curious. I'd like a one day pass. Yeah, it works. Yep. I still know, I don't believe that that's real. I don't think that's real. okay. And then while you're there, she said okay. <laughs> you don't need to believe it for it to be true. And while you're there, you should buy yourself a gift card. And then you keep loading that gift card, and that's how you bypass the system. Damn. You're welcome. I'm going to get, does Costco have a jail? Because I feel like. <laughs> Costco jail. Right? It's like, it's like that, um, that, that thing. What is something that you know that feels illegal to know? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Right? I've heard that. I don't it's know like, that yeah. I know anything that's illegal to mm-hmm. know. I need to really think about that. It, but it, no, not no, illegal, no, but, but feels, feels like, illegal. Oh, I'm sneaking around yeah. on this. I love it. Yeah, that's just like the workaround, especially for someone who doesn't go that often. You know, like... Do you have neighbors with fruit trees? You need to spend... That's another way around it. Right? It is Florida. (laughs) I think from what I've heard that, like, the yard lemons are not the same as, like, the store store lemons. Yeah. They should be better. Really? Our yard lemons were way better. I've heard that they're, like, there's, like, no juice in some of these things at all. They're just, like, a big mound of hard pulp. and. Oh, really? Yeah. It depends we... on where the tree grows, I think. Oh, maybe. We had lemon trees at my house growing up, and, like, we were out there. The, those my grandmother had an orange tree in St. Pete, and it was awesome. We'd go for, we'd have fresh juice when yeah. we got there. All right. And now my sister has, like, an avocado tree. Oh, I'm her so jealous. Like a green thumb. So they and their avocados are amazing. There, you know, there's like 50 strains of avocados. So. Strain? What is this? COVID? <laughs> no, there are. There's varieties. like all these different kinds of avocados. Right. It was the worst oh, strain. It sounded like it was is? a viral avocado. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's probably how there's so many varieties. It's true. It's got bit by a bat, and here yeah. we are. Right. Um. Anyway. So they don't have like Haas avocados, but they have these other avocados. I don't know what kind they are, but they're a little bit bigger. The skin is more smooth. They're creamier and they have a little bit of tiny hint of sweetness to them. They're very good. My kids are loving them now. So I'm buying like, a bag at a time. It's the best. Just, we go through them like crazy. Yeah. It's like we have phases like that where right now the boys are into yogurt. And so, and one only likes lemon yogurt. Okay. But he only likes this one particular brand of lemon okay. yogurt. Okay. And he only likes the small single servings of that particular brand. And it has to be a special yogurt. spoon I eat this lemon yogurt with. And and he doesn't like you to mix it okay. up. And he doesn't like the the slick on top, the little yeah, water yeah, yeah, slick yeah. that ends up on top. And he doesn't, like, he just wants to eat it out of the carton. He doesn't want you to transfer it to some other no container. To some I other need proof container. that you bought the real thing. And, yeah, yeah. And... He likes to take really huge bites and he likes to scrape all the remnants off the bottom to get that final stick his tongue in it and like rotate the container. Uh. Did you have to ask? Of course he does. Because 
I'd love to tell you my kids have better manners, but they don't. <laughs> They'll do that on some things. But that's not even, that's not even manners. That's just enjoyment. That's just kid stuff. It's like they, our kiddos have like pleasure as yes. a thing, right? And so like they have not grown to a place where they try to suppress their desire for pleasure. Yes. And so they do the things that please I just them. don't want it to be at a nice restaurant. That's all. But don't take them to a nice restaurant. Oh, we're supposed to be going to a nice restaurant soon to celebrate my child's fifth grade graduation and Father's Day. And and though, Laura, your children are very well-behaved children. And your children have oh, manners. Oh, wait, I do have to tell you. And they're not gonna, there's not going to be yogurt or containers for them to be licking out. They might do like the finger swipe, lick the finger thing. But they're kids. Yeah. Like, you're right. You're right. You know what? Like, we'll, we'll yeah. let it go. It's like, why Why are we over-policing our little people? Like, let them You're just right. be. Okay, so yesterday I picked up my youngest child from her intercession class, which is like this fun week-long kind of camp, interest-based thing that they're doing at our schools. And um, the teacher says to me as I'm signing her out, she goes, did you not get my message? I was like, oh, no. Why? What did I miss? I said, I'm so sorry. She said, I called you and left a message. I was like, okay, is everything all right? She said, yeah, Merritt had a lot of fun with the slime today. A lot of fun. <laughs> I was like, and my face is still really hesitant. I'm like, is she in trouble? Are we talking like from a behavior perspective? You called and left me a message. She goes, oh, no, no, no. I just said, and then I get to the car and I listen to the message. Hi. She's like, you should have brought a Mrs. towel. Kastner, in case you uh, have time, you may want to grab an extra pair of shoes uh, and maybe an extra <laughs> pair of pants. And, you know, while you're at it, how about a shirt? Just, just where am I going to find this slime? Like, what did you do? In what parts of your body am I going to find this slime when we wash you later? Like, huh? Yeah. So I carried hmm. her to the car, covered in slime. <laughs> 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 her little body. Yep. She had wet socks. We went right into the car. Yeah. 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 Welcome to yeah. season two. Yeah. Of pushing past Not the light. Not your pleasure. Enjoy that slime. <laughs> Motherhood. What the heck? You just don't know. Check your messages. Check your voicemails from unknown numbers. It might be a teacher telling you to bring a change of clothes. Yeah. Your child. If they leave a message, you yes. have to check it. You're right. In the year of our Lord, 2023, if somebody leaves a voicemail, it's probably important. You need to listen. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, how are we doing on showing up for ourselves? One of our episodes in season one was about what are some like achievable goals we have for ourselves in 2023? And now that we are rounding the corner on, well, we're past the six month mark, right? We're, we're in the back nine of this course. I can't yeah. believe I made a sports reference. That's incredible. I can't believe we made a golf reference of I all know. the sports to reference. It's like but... a mini golf reference. Let's be honest. Sure. I don't play golf golf. I'm actually pretty good at mini golf, but um. Yeah, we're on the back nine. And so let's think about how we're doing. Do you want to share first? One of your goals was around how you were taking care of your body and appearing. Yeah. Yes. So I have been exercising a little bit more. I've changed the way that I've been eating. I have a picture of some of my breakfast, like one of my breakfast meals I can post on uh, um, on social. But yeah, so I've been trying to eat more greens. I always drink a ton of water. That is just part of my yep. lifeblood always. Um, exercising a little bit in the morning, nothing extensive, like 10 minutes maybe of exercising and just 
a, a little bit shifting in moderation, just really trying to get a lot more vegetables in my body every mm-hmm. day at multiple points during the day. And my body's starting to change a little bit. So I've also been buying new clothes. That I've noticed. I saw a crop top. I loved it. You look so great. I had a crop top one when? Oh, girl. Cutouts. It's so, it was a jumper, I think, with some cutouts in it. I think you told me about a crop top, though. And I was like, dang, girl, those days are back. I know, but I hate the crop top. So I bought some crop tops trying to be in this, back in this trend of crop tops. And I was so not comfortable because it just reminded me of my 16-year-old self. Mm. And uh, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm there's no Miller's Outpost anymore. I don't have <laughs> my favorite place to get my big baggy jeans that are high-waisted, right? So, um, yeah, I, the crop top ship sailed. I still, I returned all the crop tops, I think, except for one. Okay. Well, listen, it's got to feel right. And yeah, I struggle with that because part of me is like, do I just stay in my, not frumpy, but I do I stay in the era that I'm in that like was coming of age for me? And that's just what I wear from here on out and like age with it. Or do I look like I'm trying too hard, trying to look younger than I am? Stop. No, no, no. I'm just wondering. You're not trying to look younger than you are. I think that that's the thing. It's like, it's about finding clothes that fit the body you're in today mm-hmm. that are comfortable and flattering, right? And also just giving yourself something, some fresh stuff. Yeah. That was that was what it came down to for me is I was pulling things out of my closet that I have literally owned for 20 years. Like yep. I, I graduated from college with these pieces of clothes, right? I I was wearing a jacket recently when I was in California and my sister was like, oh, throwback, because she and I used to live together as soon as I graduated from college. And there was this boutique we used to shop at. And we got this jacket from, we both got this jacket from this boutique. And I'm Did she split it with you and we have like shared custody right, of the jacket? Right, right, <laughs> And so, um, yeah, but just having like fresh pieces. Yes. Fresh stuff where you feel like, yeah. And I decided that I want to just dress a certain way. And the only way I could do that is to buy the clothes and wear them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I meant for me, not that I'm wearing the same literal clothes, but like in terms of style, do I evolve my style yes. as I go on? Okay. All right. If, try. If, if you're evolving, like I, I think that your look for your um, headshot yeah, yeah. was an evolution in your style, right? Mm. Like that, the little boot the yeah, little yeah, yeah. the and the and the skirt the dress the shorter dress you're gonna make me post this aren't you yes i am uh-huh. it's a beautiful set of pictures thank you for that i'm mm-hmm. very happy with them um, yeah but no you were a good coach for me in that process too i'm sending you all these bathroom mirror selfies like what do i do what do i do well it's kind of like um my kids have different vocabulary right like their slang like bra like or um what's when they say a lot lately is bet mm. And I didn't understand. I said, I was like, I want you to teach me not because I want to use it and look lame, but I want to know how you're using it so I can understand what you're saying. Yes. Because I'll be like, hey, do you guys want to go for ice cream? And they're like, bet. bet. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. And we it's do. like, you bet we do. Yeah. Or that's a great deal. For sure. So, anyway, I've Definitely. had to, I'm evolving a little more in my language of just understanding, but I feel like that's the equivalent of how I'm thinking about clothes is yeah. I want to understand it and know what's on trend. But I don't know that I want that on my body. But it's also not about trend. It's about what makes you feel good and comfortable. Yeah. That's to me what what it is. It's it's like getting dressed and being like, yes, I feel good in this clothes. So some days I'm in joggers and a T-shirt like today. Some days I'm like, I'm going to throw on a jumper and I'm going to just be cozy that way and be able to go. Some days I'm like 
I'm going to be the linen queen. It is, the, <laughs> it's the summertime. So I have linen queen. Yeah. I got my, my linen pants and my linen button down and a tank top underneath and, and some platform sneakers, right? Cute. Some days it's just like, oh, I really want to wear a dress. Those days don't happen as often because my little people like to investigate what's happening underneath the dresses. <laughs> you need minimal access points. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but when I, when I, the spirit moves me and I have the desire, I have the clothes. So I have yeah. some like, some fresher stuff that's just different. And I have been trying to be intentional about ordering things I think look good, trying them on and then sending them back. If I don't like them, don't keep them. Don't let them bog me down. Send them back. And, yep. you know, keep what I like, keep what I feel good in yep. and send back the other stuff. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a good deal. It doesn't, mm-hmm. well, I should keep this. It wasn't that expensive. Yeah. No, bye. Yeah, bye. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, you're looking great. And Thank you. I'm, I'm just, I'm happy for you that you're feeling good in your body too. That's just such a great thing. I'm happy for me about that too. So I thank you for that. What yeah. about you? What about your journey? Oh, one more thing. Five minute face. Oh, yeah. I'm still doing that, even though I didn't do the, the eyes today. That's um, the beauty. It doesn't have to include all the pieces. It doesn't all the have days. to. Yeah. This morning, we just had the, I had Jay with me. And so he's a little bit more active in there in the morning, even though, side note, did I tell you he's trying to go to the bathroom on the potty now? He's no, but done that's it wonderful. like four times. And he says it, and then he'll walk in the bathroom and he'll try. It's been so cool. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh, He's not even it's their idea, it's fantastic. Yeah, and G was like this. But then when Jay came, he had a little bit of regression, uh, regression which is totally, totally normal. normal. Absolutely. And so it was in this window of time when G's first started demonstrating interest. Mm-hmm. And now um, Jay is de- uh, demonstrating interest. So You're it's like, been we're going to take that by the horns. We're going to yeah. say, absolutely, yes, let's encourage it. Because yes. the thought of... Two both going independently is a game changer yes, for you. If I don't have to ever get to size six diapers for Jay, I would be happy about that. Yeah, at a certain point, you do kind of ta- you top out. We go into depends at a yeah, certain exactly. point. Yeah, exactly. It's like I could be wearing these diapers. <laughs> <laughs> I got very nervous about that for my youngest because she resisted for so long. I was like, mm, mm, manufacturer, right. what's the upper what's bounds the on this? Size you have. <laughs> Then you just have to start buying absorbent underwear. They're like, you know what? We don't even have diapers anymore. Cotton. cotton. Chuck yeah. in if we need to. Yeah. Here's the liner for your for your drawers here, kid. Oh, my gosh. So funny. I was at the um at the pool this morning for a swim team practice. My kids go every day. And I don't always make it every day, but we go every day. And um, I totally, it's what one's done, had a moment of like, oh, I still got it. Watching a little one from across the pool. And I saw her go take a crap in her pants. Like, I, t- I saw her do it. The way she was hiding behind her mom and then going somewhere else. And I saw the little face get red. Uh-huh. And I was like, I said to the mom, I said, hey, I don't know if you noticed, but I think she's got a little present for you. She goes, oh, thanks so much. I said, you're welcome. And I checked with her later. I go, was I right? <laughs> she said, yep. I go, still got it. I know that face anywhere. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So five-minute face is rocking. Extra little, little changes, incremental changes here and there, making a big cumulative difference for you. Mm-hmm. And you're yes. feeling good. And I'm feeling good. That sounds wonderful. And lots of walking with the boys, you know, like we're out. It's, it's since it's warm before it gets extremely hot, which is almost there, mm-hmm. is in the evening we're active. We go on walks. We go look for my husband in the neighborhood. If he's, <laughs> if, if that he's, sounds bad, go find your go father. Go find your father. 
no, but they they'll say, can we walk a little bit? Can we go? Can we go see if we can find Papa? And our neighborhood, it's like a big loop. Mm-hmm. And so they they can't we don't get to the main street ever. Perfect. And so we like kind of go for this nice long loop when he's 10 or 15 minutes out and they oh. run into him. While we're on our walk, then they're super excited. We hop in the car, we drive home, and they get to ride with Papa in the car. It's a whole event. That's adorable. I thought you meant like dad's at a job somewhere in the neighborhood. We got to go figure out which house. No, when he's he's coming home from work and he's driving in. Yeah, so we use that as like a walking time if he's going to be, if it's later in the evening, you know. Um, And you know your husband loves that greeting. That's got to be the best feeling in the entire world. Totally. And then you get, what, a five-minute walk by yourself with the no, stroller? We, well, it depends, right? So now they're both on scooters. Mm. And so G or J will indicate what they what they want my role to be. So sometimes they're like, come on, Mama, get in. Everybody into Papa's truck. Or sometimes they're like, bye, Mama. It's boy time. <laughs> it's boy time. I love it. So cute. Yeah, it's been fun. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. good. Mm-hmm. And okay, so... What's going on with your routine? You talked about right. wanting to start Pilates, doing Pilates or stretching exercise, like easing into that. How is that going? What's up? Yep. Love that you're asking. Thank you. Um, and again, to recap why I wanted to do that, it had very little to do with losing weight. While that would be an amazing side effect, I have such complicated feelings about diet culture, what my body should be. The truth is like all of my metrics in terms of like my blood work, everything are like perfectly healthy. I have a larger body. Like it's just what it is. Um, Sure. Could I make some major drastic changes? Yes, but I'd probably hate life. So my thinking on this was more that I wanted to um, not hurt, right? I don't want to hurt. I don't want to creak. I don't want to not be able to move or, or, you know, pull muscles doing dumb shit and climbing a stepladder. Or something. Breathing wrong. My God. Right. Sneezing, sneezing wrong. Uh-uh. It's too... Mm-mm. There's way too much life to be lived to be sneezing wrong. Please put something about this in the ch- in the comments, people. <laughs> the thing that you've done that has caused the random natural thing that you've done that has, like, put you down for two days. You sneezed. You coughed. You reached over and grabbed something weird. Your elbow popped out. Your knee went out. Your back yeah. threw out. Whatever from just something normal. Yeah, you got overconfidence on the stairs. Took a double stare and then like <laughs> fell on your ass. Whatever it is, it, this is forty, man. Right. There's a. Gr- I'm gonna post this too. There's a great stand-up comic who does uh, a bit on stage. He brings a step ladder. I've seen that. Have you seen that? Yeah. He climbs up and he climbs down. He goes, "If you're over forty, that felt dangerous to right. you." Right. Uh, oh, so cute. Yes. Anyway, so that was my why. Um, and at first I got, after we talked and talked about this and recorded, I very promptly worked my networks. Okay. Who do we know? Who can teach this? Because I think I said, I don't want to do this wrong and hurt myself because mm-hmm. I realized how possible that is. So worked my networks, got a couple of leads and got bogged down in logistics of how to make that work. Right? Like we already have this many nights unavailable. Am I going to give up work time to do this? How do I do this? So I got paralyzed. This is a very common theme here. Um, I get stuck in uh in roblox in overwhelm yeah that's exactly right overwhelm and because of my training as an educator and as like even an educational leader this idea of like planning with the end in mind think about what you want and then back time it sometimes i get so overwhelmed by that big picture and for myself i do it fine professionally that i just i stop i can't do this it doesn't seem possible so Corey and i were talking about this at some offline check-in here 
And she's like, just do it before we talk. Like, and, and I think I realized I didn't need necessarily someone to teach me. I could go with something very basic, very intro. Just start stretching. Gentle and try that. And that's what I did. That's what I did. I found this great teacher on YouTube. So again, we're talking zero money out of pocket. Just cost my time. Um, who is lovely. And not only like, is it really great at explaining the why, like principles of articulating your spine and principles of elongation and all these different things that are kind of core ideas and Pilates that I needed to know. But also too, she does a great job of saying, okay, if you can't do this, here's a modification. Yes. Or the purpose here is to just celebrate what your body can do, not what you can't. So just do what you can and then stop. And this is great. It's been lovely framing. I'm not used to seeing a really fit person thinking about larger bodies and what what I, I could do more comfortably. And so yeah. that was so affirming and it made me want to do more. So I did it. I checked in with you. I was like, I don't want to brag, but I think I'm a Pilates expert now. I've done a whole session. <laughs> but then a few days later, I was like, I want to do this twice today because that was great. Or I'm going to try and I'm gonna do the one I learned and now I'll do a new one. And you don't have to do it forever, right? Like it can you can have a 15 minute session of Pilates and feel different. You know, you it's can, incredible. Yes. It's incredible. And I also, you know, you watch it and you're like that doesn't look that strenuous. And yet you do it and you feel a difference. Like it's fantastic. So, um I did try a different teacher on YouTube and quickly said she's not my girl. I need to go back to my girl. This is what I know. This works for me. Um but yeah, so am I doing it every week, every day, all the time? No. I had a really great <laughs> I had a great stretch. <laughs> I was very grateful you 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 had me thinking instead of backwards planning from end, you had me thinking incremental starts. Yes. And I think that framing shift is super helpful and it also helps me to not feel defeated and like I'm failing. Correct. Right? Cuz you're not. So I mean, I couldn't do it last week, but I can do it tomorrow or I can do it today. Yes. And so I can rebuild those small steps as opposed to the end vision is shot. You messed up, right? Yeah. yeah. Scrap plan. So I do enjoy it. I need to find more time. Uh, summer schedule is apparently just as hectic as fall and spring. Who knew? It's just the life season I'm in. But with a 15-minute increment, I'm committed to doing it at least one more time before the weekend ends. How about that? So I would also say that consider instead of working when you're at swim, mm -hmm. just stretching. Not a bad idea. It's a pretty public place, so it might feel a little weird, but it's also a gym. So, like, it's probably not that weird. Yeah. I tried to do a class while the kids were in. Like, that was another thing I thought of. Yeah. But the classes don't really align with my interests at the time that they're mm. offered and mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. Plus, I don't know, part of me just wants to be nearby. Yeah, but that's why I mean, like, I don't know the layout, but if you could just, even for part of it, just for five or ten minutes, just to just kind of... Hmm. do some movement do some stretching you're already there you're outside or inside i don't know or is it an Hell, i got a minivan i can stretch in a freaking minivan watch out that's all throw just, those seats flat nobody needs to see me when you said i have to find the time that time's already in my schedule that time's already yeah. in your schedule and it's like dormant time you're not doing you th that's something you could be doing in that time in its place in its place thank you for that consideration i will mm -hmm. report back to the committee okay cool yeah sweet Hey, Keith, how about you? When we first started 2023, you were thinking about the move to a new place. No, I think I specifically said I didn't want to get arrested, right? That was my... <laughs> and how's it going? Okay, be honest. 
So far, so good. Yeah, I don't know. Does it feel achievable and something you can maintain for the rest of the year? I'm going to try. I'm really going to try. I don't know. I'm actually, because I'm living in Florida at this point in time, I was considering like getting involved with some volunteer organizations just so I feel better about it. And then I can explain myself better to all of my, my friends and family back up in the Northeast who I <laughs> think that when you move to Florida, you automatically become a Ron DeSantis supporter or something. So yeah, I might try and volunteer and maybe counteract. Wait a minute. Are you saying that there are good, kind, decent, caring people that live in Florida? You would be surprised at how many people out there are, have have a hard time processing that concept. <laughs> wow. None of us are monoliths. Florida is not monolithic. Right. White women are not monolithic. Yes, right. you're right. There is nuance. I, I appreciate agree. that. But yeah, I think Florida in particular has gotten a reputation for, oh my God, just saw it off the continent and <laughs> let it drift. It's a very convenient shape to make that joke. You have to be honest. It has to be, it just works. Yeah, but I mean, the, I was just, what, last weekend as of this recording, there was this massive pride festival right in downtown mm. st petersburg probably like tens of thousands of people from all over florida it was wilder and more free and open than anything i had mm. seen even in, in places like philly and there's a massive community of people here who are not simply admitting defeat and saying florida's a lost oh, i love that uh, there are people here who are fighting back and i want to be part of that I know, I wanna... yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to get to that. If you, when you think about volunteering, what does that look like to you, for you? What kind of organization, what kind of volunteer work would you want to do? Yeah, see, it's a problem because I'm, I'm a registered independent and I have been since I was 18. And I kind of cherish that a little bit in a world where everybody is so hyper-partisan. Yep. I value that. I value the ability to say, look, I'm not that. I'm not a fringe Democrat. I'm not a fringe Republican. Like, I vote for issues, not my my team mascot or whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, it makes you more credible with people and having conversations, don't you think? I think so. I I, I really do. I think that we we live in a world, unfortunately, where if you find out that this person is a member of the other team, you immediately discredit everything that they're saying. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. So I think what you're describing is part of this idea of pushing past polite, right? That when you meet people who are different from you from a single identity point, the natural thing for us to do is to lean into our bias and stereotypes and fill in the story for ourselves mm -hmm. about who they are. But the compassionate, humanistic thing for us to do is to stay curious longer and learn more about them, right? Yeah. Because there are also the Cheneys out there that are Republicans. There are also moderate Democrats like mm -hmm. the, the Westmores who are for all people. I think finding the, the commonality about people and wanting to do right for people, mm -hmm. regardless of your party, is where people can kind of meet in the middle. Because... There are aspects of my own beliefs that fall on what was traditionally the conserv the more conservative side, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I'm a person, and so the things that I think are important don't just 
naturally divide based on party lines. And so I, too, was an independent for a long time, Keith, until I was unable to vote in some of the primary election, uh, the uh, those yeah. primary, the midterm elections, the midterm elections. Yeah, um, that was a problem and, in Philly. I couldn't vote in many primaries. That, yeah, and that was a problem in Maryland. And so that's why I switched to switched to a different to one of the two parties so that I would be able to vote mm-hmm. in in those elections. I just I guess for me I haven't been in a a state or a community yet where my vote at the primary would really have that much of a difference. Um if I were, I don't know. I'll have to see what the landscape is like down here. But I think if I am volunteer like if I'm going to be canvassing or trying to get out the vote, I'm definite in Florida it's different. You know, this isn't like a um a political divide. We're talking about one side that has just lost its humanity completely. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying Republicans mm-hmm. have done that. I'm saying that the state Republicans here in Florida, that this administration is just so openly cruel and hateful and against everything that I stand for, that the only way to fight back in any kind of meaningful way is to throw my hat in with the Democrats for the time being. They don't have, they yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. my Oh, it's not a forever commitment. No, yeah. I understand that. But while I'm here, I feel like I, I just can't live with myself if I'm not trying to do something and stand up for the people I have in my family who are gay and who are, you know, actively being harmed by some of the things that are going on down here. So, yeah, that's... So, okay, so when you're saying volunteering, you're thinking political organizing and getting involved in that. Yeah, in that something... Scheme of things. That, I wasn't sure. Because I, I, there's, like I said, I've from what I've seen, there are very large pockets of people down here who are not on board with what you think of when you think of Florida. There's a lot of people down here who are trying to fight back. And I feel like, okay, maybe if we get the word out, if we get more of those people comfortable standing up and going, hey, you know what? I'm not like a dyed in the wool Democrat. I'm more moderate, but you know, I'm I'm not okay with what's going on. And then yeah, because they don't feel like it's pointless, right? Knowing you're not alone yeah. and you have other people of like mind is much more empowering than feeling like I'm alone on this island and there's nothing I can do to save this place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And can we also just say that the fact that you're a white dude doing mm-hmm. this is also really important mm-hmm. that the um the perceived privilege that you're carrying into the space in advocating for uh, inclusion, rights, safety, um, acceptance, love, kindness, care, compassion for people who are being targeted, who don't always feel safe to speak up for themselves mm-hmm. is very important. Yeah. I'll say too, I don't know, have you ever done this before, Keith, the uh, canvassing or being involved in political organizations? I'm not really, no. And that's okay. I say this is somebody who did get very active uh, post-2016 particularly uh, moving towards that 2018 midterm. And I spent every weekend, it was one of those like channel your rage in a way that can be productive (laughs) and got involved locally. And it was a very enriching experience. I'll start by saying it's not like they're going to send you typically uh, the organizers, whoever's organizing canvassing postcards, whatever it is, they have good data based on past voting records to know that this person is on the fence, either lean or solidly in, you know, in, in similar of similar mind based on voting patterns. So it's very rare to have a 
confrontation with someone who is shocked that you're there and can't believe you would ever say these things. Mm -hmm. So I share that with you, hopefully to encourage you that it's not as scary. I don't know if you feel scared at all. Maybe you don't care. But um, no, I know maybe for people listening, if that's something that they feel like I wish I could be part of the solution, but that feels so intimidating, go with someone who's done it before and or local organizers can connect you with someone. Let them talk the first time, kind of feel how that feels, listen to it, you know, give, be there for support and practice a little bit and get feedback, but they're going to send you to places that, uh, or to, I don't mean places like neighborhoods. I mean, to individual voters, mm-hmm. um, who have these patterns of voting in such a way that it is a lot less risky than just, I'm going to knock every door in my neighborhood. That to me feels terrifying yeah. <laughs> compared to being more strategic with it. So especially in a place with a stand your ground law. Yeah, no. Uh-huh. I recently did some door knocking for to get a school board candidate on the ballot. You have to have at least here 125 signatures of people in her district who are qualified registered voters to even get on the ballot. And so the urgency was there for me. And I this is right after all the news of, you know, a child going to the wrong house and being shot, a woman pulling in someone's driveway and being shot. And and that's not even in stand your ground states. Right. So I, I think being wise about it, going with um, a partner. The other thing we did is we wrote on a clipboard, we're not here for sales. We just need your, like we held it up for the ring doorbells. Mm-hmm. So people knew ahead of time, like this is what we're here for. Um, so anyway, I'm proud of you for uh, thinking about it and stretching outside your comfort zone with that. And I'd love to hear more. Um, have either of you ever considered running for school board? Um, I have thought about it. And? <laughs> Maybe I, I have never run for the school board. Um, I don't like politics. And I think that that is like part of the reason why I don't want to and part of the reason that maybe I should. But um, I have some Good close. Point. Yeah, I have some friends who have been school board members. And some of the things that they take into consideration, I don't want to have to in terms of just how they live their lives because they are technically public figures, right? They're elected officials. And um, like, I'm, I'm just not here for it. Like, I, I want a soft life, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't want to have to explain why I went to dinner with my friend who just happens to also be a prominent figure in the community, right? Like, I, I don't want to have to explain that and for that to somehow be perceived as some sort of backdoor political something or other. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want to be able to just live my life and live it how I want it to be and not have to be like, oh, well, I'm at a conference and I can't go to this really nice dinner because someone may assume that I'm using my, off. my per diem yeah. or something and that I'm using taxpayer dollars to enjoy this very luxurious meal or something. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm saying all that because I've seen it happen. I was going to say, <laughs> this all sounds very specific. <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen, I've seen these things happen. Yeah. Like, um, and, and other board members just deciding that like, you're too much of an agitator. So we're going to create an environment that is completely horrible and hostile for you. And then we're going to actively campaign to get you kicked. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I'm yeah. trying to have less stress and anxiety and that sort of thing. And so showing up to school board meetings is one thing, right? Sharing my expertise and providing that. But being on the school board and dealing with 
that with the Connies of the world. And I say Connie because that's uh, Gary Chambers, who's down in Louisiana. That was one of the things that elevated him as he was calling out Connie at at the board meeting because they were there to talk about the changing of the Confederate generals, the name Mm -hmm. of a high school. That was the name of a Confederate general. And like, I, I just... It's too much. It's it's too political. Yeah. If it was just about the kids and the education and the policy and how we're allocating the money to make sure that all of our kids have equal access to resources and opportunities, and I could support the superintendent in executing their job well and provide insight on how to better support the teachers in the classrooms and the principals and the leaders and the parents in the community, yes. But there is so much other bullshit that is associated with being on the school board, I am not interested with the bullshit. Yeah. This is uh, something that is increasingly a problem in the local level, right? That the particularly one national party has said, we are going to make education political and we are going to literally, we're going to build up a base of potential elected officials from school board up. And so people are seeing this as a stepping stone politically, as a chance to grandstand and make their bring their brand there's i mean i live in this bitty little town and there is outside money in our school board race right here yes Um, and it's really really frightening i also when i go to school board meetings and speak like i'm very comfortable with that i have had a situation which was a little scary in terms of like being being targeted and targeted and not feeling like i could walk to the car safely afterwards Uh, again minor compared to what i was speaking up for like a whole nother story All this to say, I am not passionate about the role of school board member for myself right now, but I am very passionate about sane, good, caring people having that role. So I will do whatever I need to do to make that happen. If this becomes less political in the future, I would absolutely consider it. Yes. Like I am down for supporting the person who is willing to get into that space. And but I I just don't have the chutzpah (laughs) necessary. (laughs) To do that, like I, that's just not how I'm made. I'm, I'm very sensitive and I care too much about kids. Mm-hmm. And so like, as, as much as I can facilitate and navigate very difficult conversations as a facilitator, it's like, that's my role in that space. But as a school board member, that would not be my role. You'd be receiving <laughs> that vitriol that is completely either counter to your values or does it make sense? Yeah, you have to just sit there as a politician. Exactly. Thank you for your public mm-hmm. comment. Exactly. You know, that's very exactly. hard. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Not in 2023. How about that? Not in 2023. <laughs> no. Um, friends, it's been so good catching up. Thank you for uh, joining in and listening to the big and little things, right? The birthday milestones, the how our kids eat their yogurt and where they put their slime to... Pilates and ways that we're working to improve ourselves. We hope that you're having a good first half of the year and that your back nine is going to be amazing. We're so glad you are with us. We'll talk to you again really soon. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Pushing Past Polite. We encourage you to go deeper in your trusted spaces or find new space for good conversation. You'll find content to help you get started on our social media channels. We're at Pushing Past Polite on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Pushing Past Polite is an independent podcast with Corey and Laura from Just Educators. 
Our cover art was designed by Rachel Welsh de Iga of De Iga Designs. And our audio is produced by Keith at Headset Media. Until next time, don't get stuck talking about the weather. Push past polite. See you next time. <laughs>